Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Gary. And this is Daniel. Good to be here with you both tonight. It, it is. I'm excited. We have some great topics tonight that will be fun to cover. The first one, I think that's worthwhile mentioning because uh, this last week was Halloween. Uh, Friday or Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, kind of a confused, mm-hmm. week, what day do we trick-or-treat? And we know that uh, because Halloween's sort of a fantasy-based holiday as it is. And secondly... Uh, typically a difficult time of year for me. I don't know what it's like for you. I think this is not a favorite time for you as well either. Um, no, nope. Halloween has been historically very difficult for yeah, me. Yeah, not a good time. Uh, and so the interesting thing about was is I went to work today a little bit off. And so the topic I think that would be great to address tonight is is that, first of all, how do we know that we're off? And secondly, what do we do to help ourselves when we're off? Mm-hmm. Because if uh, if I think about my own experience and acting out, off days were always difficult for me. I don't know what they were like for each of you, but for me, an off day meant I meant typically acting out. Yep, for sure. Yeah. So how did you know you were off? What does an off day look like? You mean for healthy Gary or unhealthy Gary? Because <laughs> healthy Gary is probably a lot different than unhealthy Gary. Because you know, you know, it, no. In all seriousness, when I was you know, really in the, in the grip of my addiction, every day was a bad day and I didn't know anything different. Um, usually, usually, usually now I can recognize that I'm in a bad place at the first, I, I think the first way that I begin to recognize it is how I'm interacting with people or how those interactions affect me. Usually if I find myself wanting to be a little bit short mm-hmm. or I don't have any patience, right? or I'm a little curt, anything like that is usually an indicator that I'm off. I'd add a couple yeah. more to that. Uh, I have a morning routine that I like to go through. Uh, mm-hmm. So I typically will wake up, uh, start stirring 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, kind of an early rise, get out of bed kind of a guy, and it takes me uh, it takes me a little bit to kind of get moving, first of all. So it might be 6, 6.30, something like that, before I'm stirring, really kind of moving. Um so in the middle of that, my wife is stirring as well. And so, yeah, there's that. There's, those are the very first interactions in the morning. And depending on how I interact with her, there's an ease. That's a first indicator. But there's other indicators as well. Do I want to go to work? Yes. I, that's a, Whatever your routine is. Do yes. I want to do this or am I just going <laughs> to snooze a, my way through it and then hectically get ready? Yeah, go that's on. That's right. Um, and being a guy that's self-employed, that's, a, that's, a, that's an issue. Now, I've been self-employed for... 10, 11 years, something like that. And don't typically have days where I don't want to go to work. I'm, I like what I do, generally speaking, things like that. But So I don't have a boss per se, but I do have some clients that can be very demanding. And so I have this moment where I wake up and think to myself, you know, I'm the boss. Can I just stay home today? Do I, want, do I really want to do this? Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing is, do I want to go to work? The second thing is, do I want to get out of bed? Mm-hmm. Do you have those moments? Do you have either? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, you know, something... something... I don't want to derail our conversation, sure. but I do want to. I do want some more of the course of this conversation to say, you know, sometimes there are those mornings where you don't want to get out of bed, and it's okay not to get out of bed. Right. Yeah. So I want, let's let's identify. That's a great point. Talk a little bit about that too. Yeah, that's a great point. I although I will say that I don't know that I've ever had one of those days per se. So I don't know that what that's really like in my world. I don't know that I ever wake up and say, 
I'm gonna lay right here all day. <laughs> I have well, one of those. <clears throat> so you know, some people can do that. For me, that looks like another 45 minutes. You, you does know, that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so, and then the other thing I have to ask the question of is, I start doing sort of an internal evaluation of my own emotions. Where am I at? Am I feeling snippy? Am I feeling defensive? Am I feeling you know, where am I at with all of that? Uh, the stuff that goes on, just the morning routine, the chaos, the dog barked or or the grandkids ran through the house or whatever. How am I feeling about all of that, the interactions? Um, those are always right there. And then the bigger ones are my morning routine. And for me, that typically an evaluation of, of reading what I consider to be scripture, reading that, writing in my gratitude journal. Always difficult to write in a gratitude journal when I'm feeling a little less grateful. Yeah. <laughs> probably a pretty good indicator yeah you know something else that occurs to me while we're talking about it is if i pay attention to the self-talk i have or the thoughts that i'm having yes yes you know if i'm focusing on what i'm doing mm-hmm. that's usually an indicator i'm in a good place right if my sort thoughts of in the, are, in, the, in the moment in the yeah, present kind right of thing. if my thoughts are all over everywhere or i'm daydreaming or or there's a lot of that meh kind of attitude <laughs> those are also pretty good indicators I, exactly of, yeah. i find myself thinking about moments in the past when i shoulda coulda woulda kind yeah. of stuff or uh, or thinking of the future need to shoulda you know have to all that sort of stuff and those are all good indicators that i'm probably not in the best place I mean, and there's so, also negative emotional states where absolutely we're in that, that negative funk i mean i know the last you know, this last weekend, which is probably why we're talking about this, because I think all of us were kind of in that pool. But, uh, you know, I definitely was kind of in a negative funk. And, you know, I, I know I reached out to Gary and I eventually got through it, but I had to change the circumstances where I was at. And I had, you know, because I'm like, ah, oh, I just need a break. And he's like, well, you know, change is just as good as taking a break. And I'm like, fine. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll leave my apartment. I'll go do something different. I'll try something different. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it, and sometimes that's all it takes is just doing something different. I kind of pull us out of that, but yeah, definitely negative. You know, the negative emotional state where I'm, you know, I'm pondering on things yep. or focusing on things of the past or the future or even things that aren't even in past or future. Just things that I have no control over. Absolutely. Or things that I. <clears throat> that aren't even in my circle of influence. It's in someone else's. And, yeah. Yeah. Those are all difficult things. I'm actually going to read a text that right. I received this morning um, because it's, it's, a, it's appropriate. Uh, I won't tell you who it's coming from, um, but I think, it, uh, I think it sort of lays out the thought and feeling, and I'll change some names here. Um, so this was a this was a text you received. I received from uh, from one that I sponsor. Okay, <clears throat> and I'm I'm co- I'm confident that he wouldn't be upset if I shared this. I don't know. We'll find out later. I guess. If he, <laughs> he said, "Mike, I'm feeling burned out by the whole recovering sex addict thing right now. I'm usually energized and motivated uh, motivated by it and by helping others who are struggling. But today it's wearing on me. It's just feeling heavy." Uh, one of the group, one of the individuals of our Sage Two, texts a thread saying he's having trouble at work with his wife and just wanted to run from. It. He says, "I just wanted to run from it." The resemblance of these young guys' current experiences of my own very personal tragic past is overwhelming to me. Sometimes, do you ever feel this way? So, uh, the reason I share that is, is it's clear that this weekend had an effect on a handful of us. Right, which again is why I brought us to this conversation. <laughs> That's why it's pretty, pretty relevant and pretty, uh, uh, pretty appropriate. 
my response to him was not only for him, but it was also for me, which was kind of uh-huh. nice to have a chance to reflect on that, to reflect on the good things that are happening in his life as a recovering addict. And, and as, as a result of that, it helped me understand the good things that are happening in my own, mm-hmm. all of which was very positive and helpful for me. So those are the things I recognize when I'm in a funk. Uh, I think you hit on some things. There's no question about it. Uh, that evaluation of where I'm at emotionally really is powerful. So something that I do, you know, is I'll stop and I'll say, okay, what am I doing? What's going on right now? And yes. what it, what is contributing to that? Now, Saturday, I had all my kids over, had the sure. grandkids over. Um, I was committed to taking life on life's terms and just kind of going with it. But about two-thirds of the way through the day, I found myself being really... Irritable. Irritable. Mm-hmm. Irritable. And do you know what the cause was? Turns out that the only thing that I had eaten all day was caffeine and Halloween candy. You know what? That is a big part of it. Oh, yeah. And I thought, no wonder yeah. I'm in such a bad mood. Yeah. It's because I'm all juiced up. <laughs> Jacked on sugar. You, you don't got the right fuel in your system. Right. And that's, so. that's, one of the, that's one of the things about, you know, the, the whole halt, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Am I hungry? Or am I, am I taking care of my hunger in a healthy way? Hunger... Right. Hungry, angry, tired, lonely. Right. And and I found Lonely yeah. tired actually to spell halt t- properly. Oh, yeah. Fine. <laughs> I was just glad I got them all right. No, me I, too, actually. I, I find that hung, hunger and tired are the biggest ones for me. If I right. if I don't because there are times that I'll get super busy at work and I'm just getting through things yeah. and the next thing I know it, you know, the day the work day is gone. I'm like, Oh, I didn't eat. Yeah. And then I go home and then I get busy again and you know, and then I start getting cranky and, uh, you know, it's very noticeable when my kids are around because mm-hmm. they're like, why are you being cranky? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's gotten to a point like my eight year old daughter when she's over and I start getting cranky. She'll look at me and go, have you ate that? <laughs> she knows. She knows. She the knows sign. the drill. Yeah. And so it's like, uh, no, I haven't. She's like, you better eat. So, I mean. I hate that she knows that at eight, but it's it's a good reminder. Uh, like, oh, wow, okay, I need to go eat. I will tell you that this is very relevant. I yeah. actually had to work Saturday and uh, kind of got a late start, so the first thing I do is grab some lunch. It's you know approaching the noon hour, so I grabbed some lunch, made some deposits, did a few things like that, uh, and got back to the office at eight and then did some work. Came home, um, and my wife was having a less than favorable day, and... And as we were out running some errands and doing a variety of things, we made the determination that she'd been doing nothing but sort of the same thing that you were doing, which was, you know, binging on the Halloween treats and skipping the basic nutritional stuff of eating properly. And so, you know, the first thing we have to do is go get something to eat because, right. because, uh, and that, and I'm amazed at how that's a mood changer. Oh, for sure. It really is. Oh, for sure. So... I'm not one who typically eats breakfast in the morning, so if I'm evaluating myself and say to myself, "Well, I'm not in that, I'm not in good headspace right now," um, going to get something to eat actually helps me. Sure. Um, do, you, do you eat breakfast every morning? You big. Well, you know, technically, breakfast <laughs> is the first thing you eat. It just depends on when you take it, right? When right. you have your breakfast. No. Right. Do you know? Not as well as I should, and okay. but I and I do find that that the mornings that I get up. This is probably a pretty good indicator. I need to start watching it. The mornings that I get up on time that I will sit down and actually make myself something to eat before I leave, uh-huh. um, I actually do much, much better the rest of the, you know, really? the rest of the day. But I also find 
that if I'm in, if I'm pressed for time at all, that's usually the first thing that'll skip. Now that I think about yeah. it, I think the other thing I have, I have a list of things hmm. uh, in one of my books, in one of my gratitude journals. I have a list of things that I kind of walk through. So it's a book, it's a page I turn to that say, okay, so I'm in this negative emotional state, and some of the things it points out to me that I've written down previously do something for myself. So I start looking around about. You know, do I think to myself, you know, I don't typically make my bed. Here's a golden opportunity for me to just simply do something simple for myself that says, Mike, you're worth it. And so making my bed is one of those things. Um, you mentioned brushing your teeth, yes. brushing or flossing your teeth. But it's something that I can kind of look to that's going on in my universe, clean up a little bit around my own space, uh, stuff that I've neglected over the weekend. Yeah, you know, ask yourself a question. What can I do right now? Right. What can I do in this moment right now that's going to put me in a little bit better place? Yeah. Man. And a lot of the times it's something very simple. Yes. You know? I think you're and right. And you take 10 minutes and you take care of yourself and suddenly you're in a better place. I think you're right. So those are all indicators of what we do to indicate that we're not in the right spot. So I think you've talked on a couple of things also that we want to head even a further direction. What do you do when you're not in good space? What do you do? What does your world look like? Well, I think I just mentioned the first thing that I do. You know, you sure. do a self-evaluation. Yeah. And then a lot of times I'll say, okay, what do what what can I do right now to make that better? Yes. You know, if it, is it something that I can do, then great. I'll, I'll focus on doing that. If it's not something that I can do immediately, then, you know, yeah. it's like, well, okay, then I'll accept that and, right. and find something that I can do. But usually if, if I can find something, yes. even if it's something simple, like I'm going to quickly organize my area just a little bit, or I'm going to worry about just this one specific thing. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to do a good job. And then, right. Right. You know, there are a couple things I do, uh, making connections with people. Oh, that's a good one. always been really good for me. So uh, my kids didn't know it, but they were about a half hour south of my office at school. And there were often times that I would text them and call them and say, I'm going to come down for lunch. And uh, they, of course, are, as I mentioned before, are not familiar with my addiction and what's going on. But uh, And so I would often just use that as an, excuse, as an excuse to get out of the office, to go down and have some lunch with them and just visit with them. That was always very helpful for me. Uh, since they're no longer there going to school, um, I take opportunities at work to connect with uh, some family that I work with and some others. Uh, but connecting, connecting is a big one for me. I'll always spend a second and try and reach out to my wife while she's at work, send a text to her, a few things like that. Those are some things I do. I don't want to digress. Sure. But another indicator that I'm in a bad place, I'll mm -hmm. isolate. Oh, yes. I, I won't want to interact or interact with anybody. That's always a good indication. Yeah. That's always a good indication. You, you just brought that to my mind. I thought yeah. I'd share that. Uh, something else I like to do, uh, I know when I'm in a bad place, I need to start putting some sort of a safety net around. Um, I know that uh, uh, I sit in my own office, the computer faces me, nobody can see what I'm doing, I can pay attention to them walking in the hall, and I'm thinking to myself, I'm in a kind of a vulnerable spot. Although I do have a, 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 a firewall that's built into the office, so... Uh, in in theory, it, but it's only as good as technology allows, and I know that. Um, mm -hmm. So I need to be in better in a better mindset when it comes to some of that stuff. And so I pay attention to what it is I'm looking at. And if I'm on the computer and I start, you know, rummaging around in places that I shouldn't go, I got to get out of there. I try and stand up. I try and move around the office. I try and connect with people. And I know full well that I don't want to be 
one thing I definitely know is I don't want to be locked in my own office with my own computer and mm-hmm. you know, that that sort mm-hmm. of thing. So um, I'm actually moving here in the next the next month or so, and uh, I've made the decision that I want my computer screens always facing so that anybody walks by can see what it is that I've got going on. You're moving your office? Is yeah. this a work thing? Okay. It's a work thing. So I want to rearrange my office such a way that people see, can always have have sight of what it is that I'm looking on at in the screen. So those are some of the things I do as well. But I try and reach out to you. I do try and do a little bit better job at that. Uh, I know that in some of my bad days in the past that I try and increase the frequency at which time I reach out. Um, I suspect you probably do that as well. Yeah, I mean, my reaching out frequency has definitely decreased quite a bit from what it used to be. Sure. Um, That's because your sponsor, like my sponsor, complains bitterly about getting those long, lengthy texts. Do I? I? (laughs) You know, see, I could really write a novel in my text now that he has a different type of phone. (laughs) That's true. Um, But, um, no, I mean, I, I like to try to do other things before I get to that point, you know, yeah, whether that's, you know, clean up, pick up around my apartment. Um, that's a big do one. something active to kind of change, you know, whether that's painting miniatures or painting or hobbies, that's uh, a some great sort of hobby, well. uh, jumping on my bike or scooter, trying to go do something different. Yeah. Um, I mean, even just walking down and getting the mail out of my mailbox sometimes helps because I then get outside and I'm not in my apartment where I'm isolated. Um, that helps so much about recovery is just learning to live a really healthy and engaged life yes and so i find that if i'm in a bad place if i'll do the things that a healthy and engaged person would do right yeah that usually does quite a bit to get me in a better place i want to be clear about something before we go too much farther Mm -hmm. even healthy people have bad days oh yeah yes this isn't uh you know this is not indicative of the fact that um that because I'm having a bad day, that my sobriety sucks, yeah. that my life is over, that... Um, I'm doing something wrong. I'm doing something wrong or any of those things. Uh, recovery literally means, as we've discussed multiple times, is recovering the life that we should have had. And mm-hmm. that life includes a full spectrum and a full array of emotions. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I mean, if we think it's going to be anything different than that, the difference, I think, in my mind is, is it's the frequency at which the bad days actually occur. One thing I have noticed is, is that, like you mentioned before, in my acting out days, every day was a bad day, yeah. <laughs> and therefore needed needed acting out to keep me moving. Uh, but in recovery and in sobriety, uh, they seem to be further and farther apart. Sure. And are, my, I was going to say, are they really? Because I, I think it's more of a, a mindset change. Because before it was always, oh, it's just a horrible day. You know, this happened, this happened, and now we're realizing that's just life. That's just life. That and, is just the everyday. Yeah. Well, I, I think there's a lot of, of things at play there. Yeah. You know, your ability to deal with things has improved and increased. Yeah. Yes. You know, of course, but so, so yes, I think a lot of it is a mindset, and I think a lot of it is the way you look at it. But at the same time, I think that there is actually a real difference. Many of the consequences of me acting out created problems True. that would absolutely accumulate and, and, Sort of yeah. snowball and yeah. had its own and, had its and, own life, didn't and, it? Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, my life is actually objectively better. Okay. Yeah. You know, at yeah. the same time, when things do come around, I'm usually better equipped and have a little bit more depth to deal with them. Right. You know, so maybe I do see a lot of things a little bit differently. But yeah. 
I think the other piece of it too is is that the tolerance, the overall general tolerance. Yes, there's that too. Yeah. Uh, has 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 risen substantially. So the stuff that used to annoy me beyond, you know, but beyond repair and that I needed to go act out on, uh, is 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 a different level than it is in sobriety. And and I think that's a significant deal because. Well, all the little things that used to just drive me crazy that I don't, I don't find myself getting worked up over anymore. Well, I found, I found that um, when I learned to stop and really figure out what it is that's bothering me and then take care of those things. Yes. You know, it's a very different thing that, you know, I come home and find my kids have made some kind of a mess and say, well, you know, clean it up and yeah. let's do something fun as opposed to, you know, I'm carrying all this guilt and shame about acting out and all of this crushing dad and everything's a huge mess. And then mm-hmm. I come home and find it. One little I, teeny tiny thing out of place. Yeah. <laughs> and then suddenly it's a, it's a, it's a, a catastrophe. It's a yeah. The fence. Yeah. yeah. See, so very different. It is very different. Very, very different. But I think, and more to your point, and I think maybe we should talk or mention this a little bit, especially early in your recovery. Yes. It's very, very easy to confuse what is just an ordinary bad, bad day. day sure and get that all you know mixed together with everything in, in my recovery it's not yeah. working it's you know right that right. kind of stuff yeah yeah i think it's unrealistic to think that we're only going to have you know good days mm-hmm. i just don't believe that's life and I, I don't believe it was intended to be that way because I, I really don't believe that one could really experience a good day if they didn't understand what a bad day really sure like. and i think so it, that's 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 important to understand that well it's probably some of that old addictive thinking sure still because you know every day was a bad day now we're coming into oh days are good and then we have a bad day it's like oh yeah. there i go i'm sliding down the hill instead yeah. of Okay, I'm just having a bad day today. It's okay. It's well, okay. being tender with yourself. There's nothing. There's nothing like an addict to you know. You know, take defeat from the jaws of victory. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I could have a terrible day even when yeah. everything was going right. right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'll add another piece to it as well. Sure. I think that. Uh, um, I just completely lost my train of thought. Dang it! I hate it when I lose my train. It'll of thought. come back. It'll come back. Um, I'm going to sit quietly until it does. Okay. Well then I'll, I'll come up with something here. Something that I think is also really important to come up with this stuff is to recognize that when you do your very best, you know, when you put in 100%, that your 100% one day isn't going to look like what 100% is the next day. Absolutely. And you've got to allow for that. Yes. You can't use it as an excuse, but you have to allow for it. You know, for example, you know, we just had you know, a holiday or, you know, we just celebrated Halloween and by default, that means myself and all of my kids, my entire family, we're going to be up late. Yes. There's a really good chance that the house is going to be in some kind of disorder because by the time it was ready for bed, we just all said, we'll take (laughs) care of it tomorrow. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. And so a hundred percent on that following day, is it going to look like what it is you just said something that prompted my memory all so right it let's came hear back it. to me it will end soon oh i think one of the things that we uh, <coughs> you know typically in our addictive behavior that when when doom settles in that it seems like it's going to be here forever right and the reality is is that's not true it's a temporary situation yeah, it's a temporary situation so really we're having sort of this out of mind experience that if we can maintain our if we can maintain our move forward kind of a thing 
rather than uh, find ourselves wanting to, to, to relapse, that we can get through this. We really have the ability to get through this because it of, will end soon. Do either one of you guys remember typically how often a person's mood changes in a day? No. It, it changes often? Yeah, I mean, no, it's somebody... I'll look it up. Yeah, look that up because it's it's some it's something like on average a person's mood will change like every half hour or twenty really? minutes or something like that. And it wow. might not be a, a dramatic change. Yes. But but things happen. But your mood changes yeah. around a little bit. So yeah. sometimes it's one of those things it's like, well, if I can just make it to Yes. I can just figure this out. Uh, uh, something else I like to do, uh, when I know that I'm in that place, mm-hmm. I like to pick the pick the ugliest, worst task at work. And get after that. It's the one thing that I know full well that I just have yet to be able to, all right, it's weighing heavy on my mind. It's put me in this place. I need to do something about that. And if I just get after that, I can go home that night thinking, all right, I may not have even been able to accomplish it all, but at least I got after it. That's right. And that's something. That's something. So I do like to do that as well. Those are all things that, uh, that help me. Daniel? I'm looking up the answer. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, then we'll keep talking about the question. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know something else that I find is that it usually doesn't take too long to to self-correct a little bit if if I very deliberately do that kind of stuff. Yes, absolutely. You know, um, a lot of times just reaching out to people and knowing that oh, responses wow. will are, be coming back in. Those are great things. Reach out. Reach out. Both of us actually reached out today. So that's one of the things that prompted this discussion. And I think that's one of the things that a network of other recovering addicts really can help with. You know, when I was in, in the early in the early part of my recovery, I would have, you know, I had my 12 step group and then I had my my group of people that I was going through. Um, therapy with and I remember so often I'd be in a bad place and sometimes I would reach out to everybody and say I'm in a really bad place or sometimes sure. I was just in a kind of an off place and I'd say how are you guys doing and right. can I do anything for you yeah. but what I loved what I always drew such strength from was I would throw out this big net just throw out a, this group message mm-hmm. to everybody I'm in a bad place I need a little bit of help and then it would create this wonderful catastrophe where people were getting back to me faster than I could respond, you know, and cause a little bit of panic in, yeah, in yeah. some of the ones that were at the end of the line by, by the time I got back. In fact, I, a lot of times I just have to send out another group text. I'm okay. I'll explain in a minute. You know, but... but it, What a horrible it, thing to be loved, right? Yeah. But, you know, what a great... It's like, look at all these, look at all this, all these people yes. that want me to succeed. Yes. You know. There's nothing more um, empowering when you recognize the group of folks, uh, and that can be family, it can be friends, it can be obviously other addicts, but to realize that there's a whole network of folks that want you to be successful. Yeah. That's very, very powerful. You know so. what? Even the three of us, one of the reasons why we're doing what we're doing right now is we, because we want you, the listener, to be successful. Be successful at this. That's right. You know? And there's something to that. Yes. There's something absolutely to that. So there's not a definitive number. I didn't think of it. Because everyone's different levels of stress. Sure. Work issues, relationship issues. Um, the actual, the time of day actually affects, and the season. So 
uh, from October, no October, November, and December, you have more mood swings than most because of the lack of sunlight. Um, I knew it. Yeah, so that is why probably another element to why there's so much stress around uh, the holidays, holidays because sure. there's less. Maybe sunlight. we should move to the southern hemisphere. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> we need a hemisphere change. That's what we. I'm but, not an addict. I just need a hemisphere but, change. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm sure they. I'm sure they have issues. It's just a different time of year. Because sure. of the yeah. Well, then you just move back to the other hemisphere. Okay, <laughs> there you go. So Mike is going to buy us a house. <laughs> the so southern hemisphere. Mike is in. not going to buy you a house. <laughs> Dang but, it, I, but I think I think the, I think the point that, that needs to be made is recognize that it is a temporary yes. kind of a thing. Yeah. Yes, and that there are things that you can do to work through it. Right. And this overall, the, the super secret code to all of this is, is that do not, absolutely do not, um, uh, Get yourself in a spot where, I mean, if you can just literally move forward and work through it, you're going to be just fine. Yeah. Don't have, act out. Yeah. Don't act out. Even if, and sometimes, sometimes maybe some of these things you do might not change that mood quite as quickly or as you wanted it to. And But you know what? You have it in you that if you just need to, you know, gear up and push through, then... You can do that. Right. And there are people that will help you do that. I don't That's know. This, exactly this right. is a tool I, I found that I've used recently. Uh, it, it sounds really odd, but when I'm in those negative places where I'm feeling grumpy, feeling like I'm going to isolate or want to, um, I actually watched the uh, the Netflix TV show Nailed It. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Oh, yeah. But it's a bunch of people that are on there baking, trying to replicate these fancy cakes and stuff like that. Okay. And they do a horrible job. And it's a bunch, just, of, bunch of amateurs yeah, where they... And, yeah. Yeah. And I just... I'm busting a gun. I'm laughing. Really? Yeah. And it gets me out of that negative mood because wow. it's... Like, you have this fancy giant... I mean, one I watched the other day where it was this cake it looked like a stump and this groundhog popped out of it <laughs> That's and awesome. they were trying to replicate it no no one got close yeah because you know it's it's yeah. this we're gonna have these professionals create this work of art and they're gonna have all the time in the world to do right. it but and they're gonna have, give you, you an have, hour you have two hours <laughs> yeah. to do this yeah and these people have never done it it's, it's hilarious but just that that gets me laughing and it gets me out of that negative funk that's great that's great. Um, so. And the cake still tastes good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, it's maybe. kind of a mess. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a, a, one of the things I know that does work as well as hobbies? I, mm -hmm. I don't have a hobby that I can go to. Uh, I hear people talk about uh, uh, creative side of, of, you know, artsy kinds of things are really, really helpful. Yeah. Um, and I would love to be able to do that. I've thought a time or two about taking a watercoloring class. Oh, do uh, it. Something that relaxes me. And something that I could literally just go in and make a mess and enjoy it and see if I could come up with. It's creative. Yeah. Anytime you can get yourself into a creative mindset, that always tends to to affect uh, emotions and, and feelings, things yeah. like that. I'm not there yet, but that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to trying as nice. well. I can tell you that, that you know, in, in my line of work, finishing a piece and doing a good job. I'm a jeweler. I don't know if I've said that, but, but that is something that, that really helps me if I can finish sure. finish a piece and have it look really really good. That's nice. No kidding. That feels that's good. sort of the artistic side of you yeah. coming out then. Yeah. yeah. And and that's a there's something to be said about that. I don't have a ton of hobbies and so I like I said I if I could figure that piece of it out I'd love to. What do you bet that uh, we're so way over time aren't we? <laughs> we're now over time but okay. we can we can throw something out real quick. All right. We'll we'll probably save this for another episode, but the three of us are actually going to start a new uh, a new 
group therapy <laughs> together. It's kind of a like we a, are. Yeah, mm. Sage Three, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. yes. There you go. So we're going to be. In what the do you theater. bet that something like that I comes bet, out of that? I bet you that there is something that comes out of that because this is all about the 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 development the, of the out, some of those the things. Exterior. What do they call them? Uh, come on, achievables, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Performables. Performables. Yeah. Performables. And I've I've kind of been looking through them, and a lot of them are like you know being physically fit, being, you know, getting your finances in order, getting, you know, your yeah. physical space cleaned up. I bet hobby is going to be one of those That'll things. That would be awesome. That so, would be fun because yeah. I think that that's something that, uh, and for the, anybody of our listeners who have hobbies, uh, that's a, or don't have hobbies, maybe that's a, that's something that does need to happen. Is you know what? That. Let, reach out and let us know what you guys do right. to get yourself in a good place. Yeah, that's a great yeah. idea. We'd love to hear I, from I you. I hear from others that exercises, yeah. uh, exercise and, and going to the gym will help out in a lot of different ways. But I'm not a big, yeah. I'm not a big gym rat, so as it obviously shows. So, by the way, how's your, uh, how's your gym stuff going? Not bad. So, so it's still working for you then and helping oh, you? Oh, yeah. What do you find? How does that make you feel when you have a successful day at the gym? Do you know what it, what it does the most for me is it's, it's hard work and the satisfaction I get from it is strangely is, is that, oh, I know I'm not going to hurt in two days. Oh, wow. That's great. You know, cause, cause it works out, it works out my side and it's yeah, the best thing the I have found sure. that, uh, that helps with the, the, the pain of the yeah. weather changing and things like that. And so yeah, that's, that's been really, really nice. It's yeah. not, it's, it's now on that, on that list of, I know I'm not in a good place if I'm letting this slide. Right. Oh, you yeah. know what? That's interesting. You bring that up. Um, keep throwing this out because I know we're way past time. We are now way past time. Uh, <laughs> one thing I do know that affects me an awful lot is a good night's sleep. Oh, yeah. I have, right an, <laughs> I have an alarm on my phone that goes off at like 1030 and says, the best thing you can do for yourself tomorrow is to go to bed, <laughs> go to right, bed now. right now. Wow, no kidding. That's yeah. fantastic. That's what I labeled the alarm. Yeah. That's fantastic. Nice. That's uh, that's an important one. So yes. I can always tell that if I'm going to be in a bad space tomorrow, it's because I, I did something yeah. that I shouldn't have done tonight yeah so very often yeah that's great yeah. those are all good things all good advice well uh we have clearly run out of time uh it's been fun to talk about this topic that's, yes it was a fun one to, and to you know what up. i think i think we'll, as we go through that group we'll report a little bit that's right yeah yeah that will be good so It'll be fun to share that experience with that this is mike saying do the work necessary to find the peace that recovery can bring and this is gary saying do the next right thing. And this is Daniel saying, find the humility in your recovery. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, or have any suggestions for future episodes, please contact us at 12thsteppodcast at gmail.com. That is 1-2-T-H-STEPPODCAST at gmail.com. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope from anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.